This is the Shift Your Life Podcast with Mark Heath Brayton, Episode 3, Season 2. Terrific Tuesday to you. This is Markeith Brayton, and thank you for joining us this week for this episode of the Shift Your Life podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing with you this week's podcast because it is an audio that I spent some time interviewing a young lady by the name of Zenobia Andrews, who is the CEO of the Max Out Group. And in this particular interview, I asked Zenobia some great questions as it pertains to how to master your gift. And as we come to the close of the Martin Luther King celebration, which was on yesterday, I thought this would be a great audio to share with you so that you too can realize your dreams, so that you too can master your gift. And Zenobia gives, gives us some great tools, some great nuggets on how we should proceed in mastering our gift so that we too can experience and realize our dreams. So before we go into this audio series of the, for this week, I want to leave you with a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. He says, if a man or a woman is called to be a street sweeper, he or she should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He or she should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his and hers job well. Without further delay, let us now go into our podcast for the week, How to Master your gift with Zenobia Andrews and Markeith Brayton. All right. Well, good evening, everyone. It is such an exciting time to be with you on tonight for the Manifest Your New Life live video series on Blab. And tonight we have an exciting, exciting opportunity for you to listen to one of the major influences in this country, someone who I have been following over the last month. And uh, my own personal business coach has introduced me to her and asked her to join this Blab on tonight. And so I'm just so excited for the things that she's going to be sharing with you on tonight. And I'm a person who likes to kind of give the, um, the, uh, the biography, and I'm going to read it, but I'm going to read it with some intensity and some excitement so that you know exactly who we're going to be talking with on tonight. And none other than Zenobia Andrews. Zenobia is the acclaimed author, business system strategist, speaker, and television and radio personality, not to mention the CEO of the Max Out Group a training and development company that educates entrepreneurs and business leaders 
on the processes that are sure warrants of profits, productivity, and success. Zenobia has been dubbed the business system strategist and the queen of systems, which of her unparalleled ability to empower not only people, but businesses also to go from good to great in a very short period of time. Zenobia's innovative assessments and methodologies will guarantee you bottom line results and success. She launched her company, Rubicon Healthcare Sales Consultants, and within seven months, she increased revenue from 165,000 to 2.4 million a year. Together, she believes that she can help you dance on your dream stage of business success. Please join me in welcoming none other than Zenobia Andrews. Give us some hearts. <laughs> hey. Yay! Thank you for being on tonight. Let me just share a little bit. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Markeith Brayton, a.k.a. The Shift Coach. I am the founder and chief inspiration officer of Markeith Brayton Inspires, also the host of the Shift Your Life podcast. And it is my firm belief that the greatest tragedy in life is life without purpose, life with no direction. But moreover, I want you to hear this. The greatest failure in life is to be successful at the wrong assignment. Mm -hmm. And so tonight we want to help you be successful at the right assignment. Zenobia, thank you for being on. Why don't you share with the listening audience and those who are viewing a little bit more about you and let's get started on this interview. That's good. Wow. What do you, how do I even, how do I pick up from where you just, just left us? I mean, you could keep going. <laughs> the purpose and, and living, yeah. living our passion and our destiny. And I, that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, uh, I'm, it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me on your blab. This is going to be so much fun. Um, anytime someone asks me to be a part of anything that they're doing, a telesummit, a webinar, or some type of series, it's an honor because I know that you had numerous people you could have called upon, but yet you called my name, and it is such an honor. Thank you so much. Um, I want to welcome everyone that's with us tonight. I see several of uh, my peers and several of some of my, um, my my friends as well here on Blab. I want to say tonight, if you could just lean in a little bit and um, really be open to what we're going to share with you on life, living life successfully, maxing it out in every area of your life. People ask me all the time, you know, I'm the CEO of the Max Out Group, and they say, well, Zenobia, what does max out mean? What does that mean? And I'm here to share with you tonight that max out is Un, unapologetically, unequivocally, if I could, if I could put it into words, it's you and I at our very best. It's when we wake up and we have given it a ten plus. It's it's us, it's us, us being inspired. It's us leaving nothing at the end of the day. No regrets. No moments of despair. No, no, um, no. I wished I could have, but you will really playing all out in every area of your life and. And knowing that possibility is yours. I live every day knowing that possibility is mine. And so there, I, I just literally, I got off the phone with my husband earlier, Markeith and I, he was talking about Z. Someone should, um, if we could record the things that you get done in 24 hours, they would be amazed. And truly, I live every moment down to the T to the max. Like, I don't have any regrets at all. 
And um, I, I probably try to put too much in one day, but um, that's the way I roll. And it's, it's great. I love working with my clients that I have with the Max Out Group. It's a training and development company. I love, love, love my clients. Um, some people say, well, why do you talk with them all day? Why are they community? Because I love to know. I know their business better than they know their business. And so um, it's definitely an honor to be here with you tonight. So thank you. So that's a little bit, just a little bit about, about who I am. Hey, I got the best. That's awesome. And we definitely have a lot in common when it comes to really dealing with helping individuals really step inside their purpose and their life unapologetically really helping them, you know, really be in alignment with the thing that they are called and created to do. And that's where I really believe my significance lies and really helping people pull out their potential and helping them to understand that we all have a unique gift to offer to the world. And I said this on last night, perhaps to the world, you may not mean a whole lot, but to somebody in this world, you mean the whole world. Mm, that's good. That is so good. There's somebody out there that is waiting on your gift to come forth. Somebody out there waiting on you to step inside your calling and step inside the purpose that you've been given. And until you step inside that, they're hanging in the balance. They're hanging, waiting on you to move because when you move, they're able to move. There's something inside of you that's going to cause a fire inside of them to move so perfectly in alignment with what they're called to do, that you help to set them free. And so that's why we're here on tonight. Yeah. We're here I, on the night on, to talk about how to master your gift. Yeah. I, um, I had a prayer call last night. I'm a part of, um, I don't know if you know of Girlfriends Pray. It's headed up by D. Marshall, one of my really good friends. Okay. Last night I had, I, I led prayer and the scripture that I read was out of the book of Psalms. And I basically was saying that we're whenever we're we are in this journey called life, we have to be so careful not to lean on our own understanding, our own way. But we should trust in God in every step of the way. And there there is our path. That's where that is then where we will find our purpose when we're trusting in him every step, because our mind at, at any given time, one moment will be saying, oh, I can do it. I can do it. And the next moment you'll be second guessing yourself. So it's like you got to think bigger, bigger than yourself, because our callings are bigger than ourselves. Our callings are bigger than our daily things that we do in and out. And so um, I love what you just said about other people are waiting on us to step up and step out. And, and then as we're in this process, in this journey called life, you know, I, I call this I call that that the meantime place. It's like some of us, we're not quite there at our, at our purpose, at our potential, at our destiny. It's the meantime place. What do you do in the meantime place? Like, what do you do from where you are now in the middle of where you want to go? Like, I, I choose to be confident. I choose to be unapologetic. I choose to not complain. I choose to play all out, max out. I choose to dominate in my gift zone, right? So it's a mindset. For me, it's a mindset. It's about what am I thinking? What am I waking up feeding myself? What am I, who am I surrounding myself with, right? So um, yeah, that's, that's where I've been for, for quite a while now. And um, I, don't, I don't intend to turn back anytime soon. Yeah, I like what you said when you were talking about um, choosing. And I like to share with people all the time that, 
you know, if you're not where you want to be in life right now, if you're not doing the things that you want to do right now in your life, if you're not really succeeding in the way that you want to succeed, know that you made the appointment. Right. You made the appointment off the menu of life. Yeah. You choose every single day. Right. And what we stop by to do right now is to kind of really intercept or to step inside some of those choices so that you can start making some different choices concerning your gift. Yeah. And so my first question tonight is, you know, what do you consider to be a gift? Mm. Hmm. What do I consider to be a gift? I consider I consider life to be a gift. I consider life to be a gift in that how dare we not to 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 take every moment, every element, every second of it and make something beautiful out of it. How dare we not? And then on top of that, my faith, my faith says that the one that I believe in, that he gave everything that we would have this gift called life and that it wouldn't be some kind of, you know, patched up bootleg life, that we would have it abundantly, more than our eyes could see, farther than our faith could take us. So life is, it's, 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 it's a gift in itself. And how dare I not maximize every moment, every opportunity to, to, the, to, the, to the limit. And so I wake up, people say, Z, do you always have this energy? Like, what's up? I wake up like this. Because I know, I know where I came from. I know what was supposed to be my destiny. I know what they said I was going to be. I know what they called me by my name when I was a little girl. Mm. You know, I knew the odds that were against me, but it did not have a chance in my present right now. Like it had, it had not no, it had no audacity, nor did it have the authority to say what my trajectory of my life was going to go or be. And so it, it's life itself is a gift. It's a beautiful gift. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, me and my, some of my team here in the office, when we're having a bad day, because we all have those bad days where it's just crazy. Right. We have this thing that we say, even in the midst of your worst day, we look at each other and we say, life is good. Life is good. Right. So um, that would be my, that would be my response that life is a gift. And that's an awesome response because life is a gift and it's the it's the probably the most tre uh, treasured gift that we have. It's yeah. the time that we've been given. Yeah. And our most valuable commodity that we have in life is time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the first question that I want to ask everyone, how are you spending your time? Mm. How are you spending your time? What are you creating with the time? that you have time is almost like money but the, the 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 one thing that i learned about time that's different um than money is you can't get any more of it <laughs> good. once it's spent it's gone right you can't go back and get yesterday yeah you only have the time and the moment that you have right now and so my prayer because I was sharing this on Periscope. My prayer is, is that what you do every day is what you love to do. Because if it's not what you love to do, then you might just be spending time doing something that's not in the right alignment of what your calling is or what your purpose is. And it's not too late. 
Every day that you wake up is an opportunity to correct that. And I'm not saying go out and you quit your job and this, that, and the other. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that now is an opportunity for you to start doing the work so that you can find yourself in a proper alignment with that thing that you love to do. Because I believe that we all can do what we love to do, what we love to do and what we're called to do and create income doing it. That's good. But are you willing to do the work? As Iyala Van Zandt would say, yeah. you have to do your work. You have to do the work. Wow. You got to do it. Tell me you about have it. to do yeah. your work. And, you know, one of the fortunate things to help me see that was a job layoff a year and a half ago. Mm. I was going to a job. You know, I did everything that I was told to do. Marquise, go to school, get uh, a degree, go to graduate school, get your master's degree, you know, find an industry where you know that it's very secure. So I was a healthcare administrator. I worked in community health centers and hospitals. You know, everybody, uh, people get sick all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a secure job and making a great salary. But they came to my office and knocked on the door. Can we see you in the conference room at 10 o'clock today? And then they asked me to take a seat. And then they said, Marquise, we hate to let you know, but we're going to have to shut down the corporate compliance office in the center. And I thought that they may have thought that I would have been upset. Hmm. But for two years of the five years that I was there, I knew that I was not in the right place. I knew that the gift was not coming forth. I knew that I wasn't honing and mastering the thing that was innately natural to who I was. And so when they laid me off, it was the greatest gift that I had ever had in my life. And I could not make another decision to go back to a traditional nine to five doing something that I knew was not in alignment with what I was created to do. And a year and a half later, I haven't missed not one bill. I haven't missed not one plate. I hadn't missed not one uh, anything because I trusted in the creator of all things. And I followed the ordered steps that were ordered for me before the foundations of the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's my testimony. Yes. Yeah. Have your own too. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Wow. Wow. So what are some of the things that you do to help your clients really hone in and master their expertise or the gift that they have? What would be one of the first steps that you would help them identify to get clear on? So, several things I, I do uh, with my clients. One, one of the things that I do that I think that really supports the modern entrepreneur now is being available. I am available for them. Many, 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 many consultants or strategists or coaches, whatever you want to call them, um, at this level, they're just not available. Like it's, it's very rare. And so my elite VIP clients, I make myself available for them. And with myself being available for them, they in turn have access to a well that runs very deep. I've invested. I've, I'm not new around the block when it comes to um, building a business, creating profit in your business, making your business scalable, um, making the money that you want to make. And how frustrating is that to have a job and you're still in the development stage and it's year five. Like that's not fun. And so one of the things that I know that really supports my clients is I give them a blueprint. And so that blueprint is really simple. It takes it simple. It takes them from 
from where they are step by step to where they want to be and where they want to go. And prior to us getting there, I get their okay and their approval that that is what they need and they want to do. So many times people will tell you what to do without even checking in with you to see if, well, is that really what I want? Is that what I need? But I really check in and I give them a blueprint, a step-by-step blueprint that's going to get them from A to Z that will get them, that will get them to be able to build a business that's profitable, to be able to automate their business, systematize their business so that they can really manage their business and it can grow without um, hoping, you know, one quarter I made money, the second quarter I didn't. And systems allow you to be more predictable than that. And so um, that's where my genius comes in and leveraging that with my clients. So, yeah, I, I love to give them that blueprint and it kind of um, and, and then to be able to be reachable so that they can have um, that access to my my whole team is accessible to them. So that would definitely be be a benefit for them. Systems, you know, having system in place, especially, you know, in business is very important. You know, one of the things that I'm learning is that I have spent too much time working in the business and not really on. Yeah. And really yeah. wanting to graduate to working on the business, right. being more of a creator than continuously having to work in the business. But I still know, I know I'm still early and, you know, still really working through some things, but, you know, really graduating to working oh. on the business, utilizing the gift, yeah. the gifts that I have to the fullest. Yeah. And it definitely I love that you said working on because when you work on it, you have a different perspective of the business. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have a different view. And that's why I love um, and I don't want to get too techie, but that's why I love systematic funnels. They allow you to look at this. If I were to do my arms like this, if you could see inside this uh, triangle, it would be all of these layers, processes. But if you're if you're if you have a viewpoint and you can see it, if you look at it from the top of it. You can see every element that's within the funnel. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love building customized funnels for launching your business, for marketing your business, for product development, you know, for running your operations of your business. It just you can kind of see everything. And if you can see it, you can measure it. If you can measure it, you can improve it. If You can improve it and you can make money. Right. We want to make the money for sure. So I want to pause for a second. If you have a question concerning uh, um, an opportunity, an experience, or your own personal gift that you want to put in the in the message board, or if you we have two seats available, if you want to come on live to ask your question, we welcome you to come on live to ask your question because we are here to help you. We're here to help you uh, master your gift. We're here to help pull out of you the things that are inside of you that you that have been lying dormant, that have been lying at the at the pool of Bethesda waiting on somebody to put you in the pool when you could just get up and go for yourself, you know? And so we're here to help you uh, find within you what you need to get up and get out and do something. And so while we're waiting on someone to ask a question or come in and take one of the seats, how did you identify, you know, systems and strategy was one of your talents or gifts? Uh, how do I identify that? It's it's been it's something I do naturally. Mm. Uh, so I I I overlooked it for a while, and I think a lot of people do this. You overlook 
the, the, the thing that, that comes to you so natural, other people will identify it and notice that you do it before you do. Mm. And so initially I overlooked it. And then um, I started, I, I too have one of the same similar experiences or testimonies, as you said earlier about, you know, I won every, every award you possibly could have won in, in, pharmaceutical, in, in the pharmaceutical industry. I worked for Pfizer, I worked for Novartis and I was good. Recruiters, they actually still, I get at least two or three offers a month to go back into that industry. And I've been out for about 10 years and um, I was let go. And um, and so it 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 did. It, it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. But but what my, what I found to be true is that the gift is not in the place. It's in the person. So no matter if you've been let go, cut off, abandoned, disappointed, the greatness on the inside of you, no one can ever steal that. They can never cut you off from that. They can never rob you from, from your gifting. It's in you. The gift is in the person. It's not in the place. It's not outside. It doesn't belong to Pfizer. It didn't belong to Merck. It didn't belong to Novartis. It belongs to Z. And so no matter where I went, no matter what I did, I knew I could be successful. So systematically, my husband and I, we started a company and from ground zero, we took the company from about sixty thousand to two million dollars within within the first year. And we all we built we built systems around the operations, the sales, the finance, and the marketing. And um, I've taken those same methodologies and I've created another company. And now I give that to my clients. And so systems, people ask me all the time, Z, do I need systems or automation? I tell you, you need both. You need systems and automation. Systems tell you what to do. Automation does it for you. And we live in the twenty first century now, where Making money is easy with systems. Making money is easy. And I see that we have Lindsay with us. Hi, Lindsay. Hello, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? All right. Lindsay oh, has a question that she's going to ask. She was on with us last night. And so I'm so appreciative of her participation. And so go ahead with your question. Uh, my question is, what do you do when you're multi-talented? Where do you, or multi-gifted, where do you start? I know a lot of people you know, have, can do certain things in certain areas and you, and I don't mean just skilled, I mean gifted. Mm -hmm. Right. Can I, may I? You go ahead. Right. Uh, well, one of the things for me, um, and I'm a very humble person and I am good at a lot of things. I am good at a lot. I could, I could run a, a, a home cleaning company. I could actually be into interior design. I could, um, it's not many things that I can't do. Like I'm really, I'm a gifted person, not artistically, but I can make it happen. Like literally I make it happen. I had to make a decision though, to say, do I want to do a lot of things or do I want to make money at one thing? And so I decided I want to make money at one thing. Yeah. And those other things, not that I can't play with it here and there, but it's just a decision. And then also, what are people what are people pulling from you? That's right. Your your community, that your your environment organically will start pulling that from you. And then um, I literally I, I tell I could do what I do. I, I, I love doing what I do so much as as I breathe. I love it. Like as much as I love to breathe, I love to do what I do and helping my clients. So you you have to decide what you want to get paid in and just make your, make your decision to say, this is what I'm going to focus on. And it's a mindset to stay focused right there and not get distracted. I'm so glad you said that. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to mute because I'm getting a little bit background noise. 
um, than say, but I'm so glad that she said that because, and I want everybody to hear this because it's something that I learned um, last year uh, as I was preparing and uh, building my podcast. And she said, focus. And here's an acronym and somebody can type it in the comments for me as I talk about it. But focus, I learned this from John Lee Dumas. John Lee Dumas has a podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire. And the acronym for focus is follow one course until success. Follow one course until success. And that meant a lot to me because uh, God has blessed me to be multi-talented. I have the ability to do quite a few things And let me say this, good. But I was really looking for the thing that I could do great. Meaning that when you say my name, I wanted that one thing to be synonymous with it. I wanted it to be so synonymous that if people knew that they needed somebody who could come in and inspire and transform the minds of individuals who were in the audience of their conference, in the audience of their corporate event, that they thought the name of Marquise Brayton, because I knew that the gift of speaking and to inspire and to transform minds was something that God had placed in me. There was a level of anointing that I knew that that I didn't necessarily have confidence in, but I really believe that there's something that happens that when the words leave my mouth, God puts something on the words before it hits your ear and something happens. Mm. That's what I believe. I truly believe that. And so when I knew that, uh, or when I come into the knowledge that that was something that God had innately placed within me, I knew that I was called to speak and to teach and to inspire. Yeah. And everything that I do is an opportunity for me to share that gift. What are we doing tonight? We're doing a blab that gives me an opportunity to speak life into people's lives. Yeah. Follow one course until success. Yeah. Yeah. Oprah always said that she knew that her purpose was not the talk show. And a lot of people couldn't believe that because they they knew how successful she was. They knew they looked at all of the accoutrements that she had and said that truly was Oprah's purpose. But Oprah had always said that the show was only a conduit for her to fulfill her purpose of teaching and to inspire thought provoking messages in the ears and in the lives of people. And now she has an entire network that is dedicated to helping individuals become the better and best self. And she's using her teaching programs. The the program that she just had, I think it was called Believe. That is nothing but a program to inspire and to empower people to really come into themselves, to understand more about their spiritual self, because your real self is who you are spiritually not who you are physically. And if we can ever get that knowledge and tap into that piece and understanding that we are so much more than what we see, we're so much more than what we see in the mirror every day. There's more to us than meets the eye. That is so good. That is so good. That is so good. I, you know, cause you made me think about how 
you're right. We're we're better than what we think we are. We're better than what we think. Smarter than what you think you are. You're better than what you think you give yourself credit for, right? You and we are like, and then you surprise yourself. Like I, I we always, you always, we surprise ourselves. My thing is to tag on to your what you were talking about, and Allie or someone put it in this in the newsfeed in the chat for us to stay focused. How many times I think what happens is we don't we don't finish what we start. Mm. Like if you look at 2015, how many things we started in the beginning of the year that you have not finished because you picked up something else. Right. Right. We've got to have the mindset the dis it's a discipline to stay focused and to finish what you started. And then to have the accountability because if you're around me and you tell me something that you said you were going to do, I'm going to keep you accountable for it. You see, I remember you told me about two months ago that you were going to do such and such and such. So it's time for us to make that happen while we want to start. do Because we, we need accountability, especially as gifted, smart people. Right. Yeah. We need accountability for that sure. Accountability is key. What I'm, I'm trying to look up a blog post. I did a podcast with Simon T. Bailey and I, I did this last night, but there, I'm sure there are some different people on. And I want to find that podcast. But he gave us three questions to help you identify your brilliance. And I'm gonna find that real quick and share that on there. And if someone would type it in to the comments. I know the first one was, what comes easy for you, but hard for other people? What comes naturally easy for you, but hard for other people? For example, I can't draw for nothing. But yet there are people who they just sit down and they can draw me, you know, in less than an hour. Easy for them, but hard for me. So I know that that's not my innate gift. Yeah, That's not the natural gift that I have. I think the other question was, what is it that you love to do so much that you would do it even if you didn't get paid for it? Right. You know, asking yourself, what is it that I'm always doing that I love to do it and I rarely probably ever get paid for it? And for a long time, it was me going to schools, speaking, uh, sharing with students, going to colleges, um, sharing some of my uh, experiences in life and different things like that. And I wasn't getting paid for it until I met somebody who taught me how to build an economic model behind uh, becoming a paid speaker. Yeah. Because after a while, not getting paid is not fun. No. <laughs> you are right about that. Somebody told me the other day, they said, Marquise, you know, as you continue to uh, go on that track, he said, you know, all you really had was a hobby. Right. He said, it doesn't become a business until somebody actually pays you for it. Right, exactly. Right. And then, and then, and then the another, after you start getting clients, it's another conversation on sustaining your clients. Sustaining your clients, sustaining and fulfilling your brand. So it's it's that's a it's it's great. Yeah, we don't and we don't want a hobby. We want a business. We, we want, want a profitable, a, predictable business model that we're getting paid month after month after month after month. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 to piggyback on what you were talking about, I think it also has to do with the mindset. Mm. Sometimes, um, uh, your ability to focus on that one thing. And to not get distracted by the newest thing. Yeah. Really how focused you can be. And that's discipline. Like it's just discipline. And um, and then to also really be when you're serious about 
what you're saying you want to do, nothing, the best, the next best, shiniest, amazing thing is not going to get you to walk away from what you've invest, invested all of this time on. So you've got to be so laser focused in on what you said you wanted to do and you complete it. And you completed. I'm glad you said that mindset thing, because the next place that I wanted to go to is, you know, many of us are not mastering our gift because of fear. Mm. I met with a client today and he kept giving me all of these different excuses why something wasn't possible. And I had to stop him. And I said, you know, ultimately, basically what you're saying is that you're afraid to step out there because what he was telling me was, was that, Marquis, it took me six months to even get to the point to um, ask you to coach me because I didn't want to waste money um, by taking the risk of not getting what I felt like I needed to get out of the experience. And I said, basically, what you told me was that you were afraid to take the risk. Right. Because we never know. But are you are you um, and here's a oh, God, I have to share this uh, because it just came to mind. I shared this on my Facebook page and I said what you're suffering from. And I got this from T.D. Jakes. He said, I said, you're such a suffering from a titchy phobia. A titchy phobia is spelled A-T-Y-C-H-I-phobia. A titchy phobia. And here's the definition of a titchy phobia. He says, essentially, a titchy phobia means one considers the possibility of failure to be so painful that they choose not to take the risk at all. Oh, wow. How many, how many, how many has ever did that? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's be real. Absolutely. I love that. You know, I have a I have this conversation with my husband and and I'm going to be honest, fear. She is my best friend. (laughs) She is. And I say that in a way that fear is my best friend and that I learn from her. Yes. She tells me what not to do anymore. Right. She makes me better. Yes. I can go and enhance from the mistake. Like it's going to fear. Failure is going to happen. Fear and failure are the same and they're going to happen. And so I, I look at it as if, you know, fear being afraid and and not, and from a spiritual standpoint, you know, we know that what, what we know in, in, in regards to that aspect, right, right. we shouldn't be fearful, but in our, in our manly, in our body, in our flesh, it happens to all of us. And so many people think that, you know, you look at Oprah Winfrey or Bill Gates or the president, Obama, like they're, let me trust and believe they have fear of failure as well. That's no true. one escapes that, that her, her, I call her a she, yeah. no one escapes her. And so it's just a matter of you not allowing that to put you in a state of paralysis. So many times we get caught up in our mind about, oh, what about this? And oh, what it's going to happen. Just go for move, go for it, go yeah. for it. Go for it. I'm going to read this, too. It says that if you take risk, sometimes you'll get a standing ovation and sometimes people will throw tomatoes. Can you think of a leader or innovator whom you admire who doesn't have enthusiastic fans and harsh critics? Get used to wins and losses, praise and pans, getting a call back and being ignored. Work on letting go of needing to be liked and needing to be universally known as a nice person. And basically, 
who cares at the end of the day who, who doesn't cares? like you? Who cares? Because and what we're trying to find is the are we trying to connect with the people who support what we're doing? Right. At the end of the day, and you the, know, and there are people out there who support what you want to do, and all you've got to do is uh, you you you've got to look through the weeds to get to the flowers. Get to the flowers. That is so good. Uh, we we say this little this little catchy phrase: "Who you rolling with? Who you yeah. rolling with?" Because it really is important about your community, the people, the mindset, the tribe that you are surrounding yourself with, right? As you're trying to do things that got your knees knocking, as my coach would say, teeth chattering, you scared, you about to choke because you scared, you've right. done it before. But who have you decided to surround yourself with that when you think about turning around, when you think about second guessing yourself, when you think about doubting yourself with those inner conversations, they say, Z, are you kidding me, girl? You got this. Everybody that you think that we think is on our team, they're not on our team. Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody that you think is cheering you on, they're not cheering you on. So some of us have to do a a spot check with our community, with the people that we're we're choosing to put in our circle that are supposed to celebrate us and propel us to the next level. My husband and I, we sometimes we kind of test our community. We'll kind of throw something (laughs) out there, right? Some some good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on the side. You kind of throw some out and you look at them from the side because everybody's not cheering for you. Yeah, yeah. And you don't don't want everybody cheering for you. You know, I like to always say that you need a couple of Judases in your camp. You do. You do. Yeah. Had it not been for Judas, uh, Jesus wouldn't have entered into his destiny. Yeah. We we need a few Judases in our camp, you know, because the the word says anyway that he will make our enemies our footstools. Right. And so if we don't have no enemy, we ain't got no steps. Right, right, right. We ain't got no footstools to step on to get to where we need to go. And so, you know, we need to have a few enemies, but don't mind them no business. Right. right. Understand that you still have a place, uh, a lane that you're supposed to run. And I'm a former track runner. I ran in high school and in college. And one of the things that you learn in track is that you don't pay attention to the runner who's running behind, beside you. Because when you take your focus off your race, mm. that saves time off your uh, off your race. Because you're focusing on how fast they might be running instead of being focused on your Your race, race your lane. That, is so, your that lane. is so good. Until the finish line, stay in your lane. Because when you take your focus off your lane, you give them the advantage. Wow, that is so good. I tell I tell my um, my many of my students and many of my peers that you've got to be so so locked into your your purpose, your lane, what you're saying, and you got to be so good that even if and when they leave you, because there's going to be many that will leave you. That's right. You're so good that they can't ignore the fact that you are dominating in your gift zone. Be so good that they cannot even ignore when they leave you, they can't ignore you because your brilliance, your 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 champion, your 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 mastery is so big, they still have to give you credit because you're just that amazing. You know, you just reminded me of a quote, and my pastor is on this blab, and I need him to type that quote in about the playground. Because I want to say that quote because that quote is so profound about um, how we we can't uh, we can't always take our friends to the new playground 
No. Yeah, but I, that's, you know, I can't remember exactly that's how good. it goes. I need him to type that that's quote. Good. That is type so that good. Quote, Pastor Drumright, please type that quote. In type it, the, yes. <laughs> the message, because that's it, it's one of the best quotes yeah. I've heard in a long time, because too many of us are not mastering our gift because we're trying to take the wrong people with us. With us, yeah. My husband did a, a periscope this morning, and I can't paraphrase exactly how he did it, but he said, we got to let the nut go. Mm. We got to let the nut go, meaning let that go. everybody can't go with you to your next level, to your next place. That's right? it. You have to check it because it's the, the it's 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 too much weight. It's slowing you down. It's getting you, it's throwing you off. And and we all know, and it doesn't have to be a bad cutoff. Oh. I don't believe in negative disconnects. You know, I just believe that the amount of time that you have in, in one given day, 24 hours, everybody does not deserve the right to sit at the table to commune with you on a daily basis. No, the things, the conversations, what type of conversations are you having? What type of what type of relationships? Because I believe that every day could be monetized towards your purpose. Every single day should be monetized towards your purpose. And if you're having conversations, if you're dealing and interacting with people that are not aligned with the vision, they're not aligned with your purpose, with where you are, your goals, then it's, you can't, you can't, you can't waste your time with them. You just can't, you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I like that hashtag that's going on the hashtag gift zone domination, hashtag gift zone domination. Pastor Jeremiah, I have I don't see that quote yet. If you and I know I have to help him sometimes with these things. If you go to the right of your screen at the bottom, it says send a message. You can type that quote there. Send a message. I gotta have that quote before we end. And so we've talked, we're talking about how to master your gift. We'd love for any of you to come in and take a seat if you have a question. We have about 10 minutes left in this hour. If you have a question, come on in, take a seat. You know, don't be shy. Uh, come on in and, and share what it is. If you, even if you have a comment, something that you've gotten from tonight's conversation, because this has been exciting. Exciting. I love the energy. You know, I love the energy that's going forth on tonight. This is awesome, awesome, awesome. I didn't need to go to Bible study because this is my Bible study tonight. <laughs> This is my Bible study. Right. You know, it's so funny is that, you know, people people will try to separate business and ministry and life and purpose yes. and calling and giftings. It's all together. Like it's all you walking out your purpose. You you actually um, being open to your purpose and your calling. It's it's aligned with your spirit. It's aligned with your why you were created in the first place. And so we can't be successful in business if our if our mindset, if our spirit is off, all of that, everything is is all together. Everything is all together. On my Periscope tonight, I read the scripture about, you know, stirring up the gift. Are you really placing a demand on your potential? You know, what are you doing on a daily basis to place a demand on your potential to stir up the gift? What are you risking? What are you putting yourself? Uh, how are you making yourself vulnerable to allow the gift to come forth? So it looks like we may have a, a call in or someone who wants to take a seat. Anthony, oh, your husband. <laughs> oh, there he is. The Mr. Gift Zone Domination. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. 
and have a seat. We appreciate you. I love it. Like it's coming in there. Click to give props. Well, while he's trying to come in, um, one of the things that him and I talk about a lot as you are, as everyone that's with us tonight, you know, as you're trying to go to this next level, my prayer, and this is a personal thing for me, my prayer has been to God that he would, like in the book of Nehemiah, that he would strengthen my hand so that I could do the work that he's called me to do. Because sometimes we get weary in well-doing. You know, I, my prayer is that he would strengthen my hands so that I can continue to not just do the work average. I want to do over and beyond at what's expected of me. So therefore, it's going to require something that's greater than who I am. So, Father, strengthen my hand so that I can do what you have called for me to do in an extraordinary way. Yeah, in an extraordinary way. So my pastor posted the quote. He says, you can't take old playmates to a new playground. Mm, That is good. That's good right there. You can't take old playmates to a new playground. Did Anthony try to join us again? Could yeah, he- it looks like he dropped out. Um, ask him to make sure that he's using Google Chrome and not Safari. Yeah, I think he was trying to come in through okay. his, um, droid. Okay. Yeah, those droids will get you. Those droids, them Android. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a Blab app, but if you're on your uh, computer, you have to use Google Chrome. Google Chrome. Are there anybody, anyone out there who has a question? Somebody says, even on the phone, use Chrome. Accept the microphone and camera prompt. Okay. So if you come back in, uh, Anthony, we will, I'll make sure I accept both the microphone and the camera. Are there any questions? We have about seven minutes left. And so we want to make sure that we have answered. If you thought that tonight was a great blab, can you just uh, give us some hearts or and type into the uh, uh, message portion? Yes, yes. I got, you know, got that from Lisa Nichols. Yes, yes. Just type in yes, yes. If, to, if tonight has been a blessing for you, because that's why we are here to touch lives, to provide uh, valuable content that will help you move just a little bit. You know, Lisa taught us this as well when I went to speak and write those needlepoint movements. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a needlepoint movement, but it's a movement that you need to make that next take that next step. Yeah, and that's- always always use a Dr. King's. A quote, you know, sometimes you have to operate strictly, you know, well, really, we, we're always operating by faith. And yeah. he says, real faith, true faith is taking the first step without seeing the entire staircase. So you may not can see your way completely, but just start taking some steps towards that thing. Whatever the book is that you need to be writing, whatever that next engagement is you need to be doing, take the first step. That's good. I really want somebody to come on in and take a seat. We got, yeah, come on, you guys. Available, and you know, come on and join us. Just come in and say hello. How about that? Come in. I see Anthony's back on. I see him there. I'm clicking on both, Dr. Jerome. 
clicking on you to come on in. Hello, hello, family. How you doing? I'm not scared. I'm not scared. All right, you're in. Come on in. Yeah, share, share your comments from tonight or anything that you want to share. Oh, I was just trolling, looking around, and I saw this um, this blab, and I had to jump in. The energy was high. Yeah. And, um, it, it's late at night. I'm here in Maryland, so it's um, I'm going to be up another two hours probably as a result of this. Ah, he got in. He got in. Good. We're going to come to you and ask you to make some comments, too, but... Go ahead, Dr. Jerome. No, no, that, that was it. I just wanted to jump in. You you put out the challenge, and I I, I wanted to accept it. So I'm yes. here. Anything yes. I can offer. Well, well, Zenobia, I'm going to let you introduce your husband, and and let him uh and and let him have a few words today. Oh, sure, absolutely. I've been knowing this 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 gentleman for ever since I was 18 years old. So without further ado. Can you all welcome drum roll, Mr. Gibbon Domination hashtag Gibbon Domination, Mr. Anthony Andrews hashtag Gibbon Domination himself. Hey, can you guys hear me? Welcome. Yes, we can hear you. Great, great. I'm down here in Tampa, Florida, missing my beautiful wife in Houston, Texas. She's holding it down for us. Um, but as I always say. The Bible says that the spirit of God gives gifts as he desires, meaning you don't have to beg for your gifts. You don't have to barter for your gifts. You don't have to look for your gifts. You just simply have to get in position. If you get in position, if you cultivate your gift, you don't have to find your purpose, but your purpose will find you. You heard what I said. Gift zone. Domination. Gift zone. I like that. I like that. Gift zone domination. Your purpose will find you. Yeah. That's so good. And I, I believe and there's there's scripture that even says that the blessings will come up on you and overtake you. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's that's one of the things that we say my wife and I've been saying for a while is because we've seen so many people that have been around great, great men and women of God. And they've had to kind of feel like they had to fake it because they didn't know their own purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like that about 15 years ago where I was I felt like everyone knew their purpose except for me. And I stumbled across on the scriptures where it never teaches us to have to find our purpose. It simply mm-hmm. teaches us that if we get in a surrendered position, if we um, allow ourselves to be used by God, if we get in that position of surrender, then our purpose, everything that God has called us to do, um, we will begin to walk in it and we don't have to search for it. So um, many people have been freed up over that conversation of um, not having to find their purpose, simply understanding their gift, cultivating that gift. Um, developing that gift and dominating in that gift because the Bible says that we have dominion, that we've been placed in the same position that Adam once was. Um, when Adam named every animal, um, all of heaven backed Adam up. And we now have that type of dominion, that type of power, and that type of legal right to do that. So uh, we coach people and teach people to just simply find the gift that God has placed inside of you, cultivate that gift, and everything else that God desires for you to do, um, you will be able to do that. Good. Now we have a question and, you know, and um, this is a conversation that my pastor and I have all the time. And he's actually asking the question just to kind of hear what your thoughts are. And the question is, and hey, I'm shouting out my own church, the Temple Church here in Nashville, Tennessee. Go by and visit uh, our website. The pastor is none other than Pastor Daryl Drumright. He is an awesome man of God, awesome pastor, growing the church by leaps and bounds and we're right here in Nashville, Tennessee. But he asked the question, he said, when confronting fear, how do you encourage others who have been bound by traditionalism to consider taking risks? 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is that question for me or anyone? Anyone who wants to answer it. Okay. When confronting fear, how do you encourage others who have been bound by traditionalism mm -hmm. to consider taking risk? Mm -hmm. Anybody can kind of chime in on that. Because well, you know, Go ahead, Dr. J Jerome. No, no, I was just say, um, my perspective is, you know, I use the moniker of Dewan. Uh, you have to understand, you have to believe that you are uniquely created. And once you understand stand that, you can walk in your own path. I found something um, interesting. Yesterday, I was watching TED Talks, and a young lady was talking about something called a multi-potential light. And that's, it kind of hit me straight in my heart because along, along my life, I had done different things. And I was, I was good in the things that I did. I was a computer engineer. I was involved in television. And in doing those things, I, I, I got to a point where I, I was just, I was over, I was satisfied and I knew I could do more. I wasn't satisfied, but I knew I could do more. And so I moved along. So over the course of my life, I felt like, man, I'm supposed to have one thing that I'm good at. And it took, it took some courage, I'll have to admit it, for me to change from something I was already good in to find something that was really touching my heart, that was really talking to me. So often we're afraid to step off of that, off of that limb and fly. And when we decide to do that, I think it was mentioned earlier, um, Zenobia mentioned earlier that fear is something we have to walk past. We have to see past that. And as we see our goal, we have to be blind, have blinders on. And fear is okay. Fear is natural. We all have fear. But it's what you do at the time that you have fear. And when you believe in yourself and you understand who you are, as you said, I mean, I'm just repeating some of the things that were said earlier. Yeah. You're going to have your haters and you're going to have your lovers. Yeah. And don't let your, your, your haters are the ones for me that motivate me. Um, and getting on here with you guys, and you already had this conversation going, um, it took it took a little courage for me to jump in because y'all were moving so fast. That's not really my rhythm. You feel me? But um, I understand where you're coming from. And it takes all kind to make the, to make the mix and understand that there's a place for everyone. God didn't make no mistakes, particularly you are the one, you are the one, you are the one. We all are the one. So yes. full speed ahead. If no one likes it, that's okay. You were created that way. They'll learn a little later on. They'll catch up. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and when I read that question, you know, that word traditionalism uh, jumped out to me. And I remember uh, hearing uh, at one point in time that, you know, traditionalism or tradition is nothing more than frozen success. And people kind of get stuck in the success that they had. And we have a responsibility to kind of really help them get unstuck to instill that there's still more to life than what you used to have or, or the success that you once had. And I think that the first step is something that we said at the beginning. It's not what we can do. It first starts with the individual to have to want something different. If you don't want anything different, we can uh, uh, preach you happy. We can inspire you. We can motivate you uh, to the uh, 10th degree. But if you don't want anything different, none of that teaching, none of that uh, seed planting, none of that talk will, 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 will uh, plant itself within your heart because you don't have a desire for something different. And so it, all, it always starts with uh, the soil. And we are the soil. And so if we don't want anything different, then what happens, you know, there's scripture that talks about what happens to the seed. Some fall by the wayside, some fall in rocky ground. Some actually takes, but then when something comes along, that's a bad circumstance, 
you abort the seed, you know? And so first we have to work on the individual to change their desire and their mindset to want something different. And then I think that we can work on getting them to take the risk. But until they are ready to, as Iyanla Van Sant says, do the work. Yeah, it's a waste it's of time. It's not going to happen. It's a waste of time. And so it's 9.04. The hour went by really quick. You know, but I want to give uh, both, uh, the, both of the Andrews any final comments that you want to make before we close out. Because I want to make sure that I keep my word and keeping this um, right at about an hour. And so, uh, Zenobia, Anthony, I'll leave it to you to give some final words, and then I will uh, close this out. I, um, I'll say thank you so much, Marquise. This has been absolutely incredible. I love this platform. Uh, this has been my first interview here on Blab. And um, for all of our uh, listeners tonight who joined us, thank you so much. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can reach me at um, www.zenoviaandrews.com. I'd love to stay connected. When you follow me, I follow you back for sure. And again, thank you so much. This has been phenomenal. And I want to want to encourage everyone to keep maxing it out. Don't stop. Who cares what other people says? You know, you're, the gift is in the person, not in the place. The gift is in you, not in the place. That's right. That's right. Anthony, you have anything? Well, well, I'll, I'll say this. I I had um, great success finally getting on Blab. So that was that was half the battle. Um, but I know that you guys had an amazing conversation um, just by hearing the last fifteen minutes or so. Um, but I will say, if you guys did not um, make this um, part of the conversation, that environment is is everything. Um, even the last question that we had about traditionalism, you know, um, there, there comes a time when you have to um, partner and, and connect with people that are seeing further than your eyes can look, um, people that stretch you, people that make you feel a little uncomfortable, uh, people that make you think about possibilities. Um, I've shared my story many times um, before, but just ending with this, um, my life changed when I got around um, this Egyptian guy who was worth over $100 million. Um, I saw this guy lose $40,000 at the black deck table in seven mm. minutes, and I was nervous, right? Um, but it made me think about the possibilities, how far, you know, what are the limits that we put on our own selves, the challenges um, that we embrace that are really not challenges? Um, there are going to be times that we have to walk across the Grand Canyon of faith with no harness. Um, but if you have vision, um, you are you have a pursuit of purpose and you recognize that it's bigger than bigger than you and that God has placed authority in your life. And he's placed this gift that the world needs to see. Um, then you begin to walk with a different level of confidence. You begin to walk with a different level of purpose. And um it's all about connecting and being in that right environment so that you can be all that God called you to be. So I just wanted to make that clear um, so that if there's anyone on here that is doubting or even putting limits on themselves or thinking that, you know, all of these great things are for other people. Um, God can use a person like me who was a barber for 10 years, cutting hair, uh, speaking into the lives of other people, um, smiling on the outside, but saying there has to be more. Um, and take him to being able to go over seven figures as a millionaire within uh, 15 years. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. So keep believing, keep dominating your gift zone, and um, keep your eyes on the big picture. That's what God is. Awesome. Well, I hope you all heard what he said. And what I want to do is just end with this. Uh, once again, I appreciate each of you for being on tonight. 
I am Markeith Brayton, the shift coach. You can reach out to me at MarkeithBrayton.com or I do have a Facebook group called Braden Inspires, B-R-A-D-E-N Inspires. And I would love for you to join the Facebook group. We have one more night of this blab with my business coach, April Franks Hunt. She is coming on tomorrow. We're going to talk about how to manifest your new life. This has been an awesome, awesome experience for me. And I just want to leave you with this. And I started out with this um, because it's very important for me to, for you to understand this. And I learned it from Miles Monroe because I read a lot of his books and I said, I want to build my life and my business on the foundation of this quote. And I started the, um, the blab off with this, that the greatest tragedy in life is a life without purpose life with no direction. Moreover, life's greatest failure is to be successful at the wrong assignment. God bless you. Have a great rest of the night. Zenobia, Anthony, and Dr. Jerome, thank you for being on. Thank you for allowing me. I hope that we will connect soon and our paths cross again. Thank you.